Hello, hello. Hello. Hi. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> I'm We're good. both just so excited. I know. This is, I mean, this is exciting. A historic day for us. A monumental moment in the story of Issa and Michael's lives. The story of us. <laughs> Yes, very exciting. So for everyone listening, we want to say hello and welcome. Yes, welcome, welcome. This is our new podcast called Sit and Putter. Mm -hmm. And we are here to discuss all things theater. Yes, this is a theater forward and focused podcast. I feel like as we're doing this, East will probably, you know change and it'll evolve but i feel like some things we can promise everybody listening we will be discussing theater yes we're kind of learning as we go so who knows what else is to come but that we can promise you (laughs) yeah does anybody really know what they're doing when they start a podcast no does anyone know what they're doing in life i don't do we need another podcast no and we have been told that by close friends (laughs) here's the thing We both love theater and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that later on. But like, we spend so much time talking to each other about it that it's like, why not take those discussions that we're going to have anyway, right? Exactly, yeah. And let everybody else get in on the fun. Exactly. And now we have like our designated time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a little play date where we get to talk exclusively with no other distractions. Exactly. We'll, we'll get to sit and putter. Exactly. Oh, don't you love how that works? I know. It's so good. You sold me on the name. I had to be bought in a little bit, but I love mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. You were really leaning into your sporty side. Yes. <laughs> when we first discussed, Michael was like, I think of golf. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hmm, didn't even occur to me. I, listen, love the PGA Masters. Don't even know if that's a thing. Sure. But... Didn't know that about you, but here we are. <laughs> we will not be discussing golf on this podcast. No, no, no golf. No. We're not here to talk about golf. Unless there was a show about golf. Yes. Right. But yes, we can promise you theater. We can promise you discussions about shows that will be seeing or have seen we'll have some guests can't wait very excited to have some guests absolutely yes i think we'll have some good hot takes some good reviews we do famously disagree on quite a few things so i think that will be interesting and fun oh yeah there will be discourse absolutely Yes, so very exciting, and thank you to everyone for joining us on this journey. We didn't even introduce ourselves yet. So I am Issa. And I'm Michael. We met originally in college, our freshman year. So Mm -hmm. we're coming up on almost eight years of friendship, which is crazy. Soon to be a decade. Yeah, I know. Crazy. We went to American University in D.C., And we joined Mm -hmm. the same community service fraternity. That is how Michael and I originally met. We're such good people. (laughs) I know. We're very selfless, can't you tell? (laughs) So at our first meeting, we I remember we had to, you know, just go around and say a little bit about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And 
I have such a vivid memory of Mr. Michael <laughs> standing up in front of the crowd and saying, hello, I am Michael. I am from New Jersey and I am obsessed with Beyonce. And in that moment, I was sold. I said, yep. there he is, my new friend. Because we have that in common. We are both from New Jersey and both love Beyonce. During the same meeting, we then played this game to kind of match people up to mm-hmm. hang out. So yep. we played this game and we all stood in a circle. Half of the circle had to take off a shoe and put it in the middle. And then <laughs> everyone else had to pick up a shoe. And that was how you were matched with someone. Mm-hmm. Quirky way of meeting for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a little a little odd, but you know what? Yes. Look what it did for us. I specifically looked at Michael's shoe. I looked at his foot and I said, (laughs) okay, I got to remember that shoe. And I picked it up um, very much on purpose. And that is how I forced my way into Michael's life. (laughs) And I mean, listen, I am forever thankful for that because (laughs) it has put us on such a wonderful trajectory as friends. Yes. Finish telling the story because there's more. Yes, because I picked up Michael's shoe, then we hung out because we were matched together. And the first time we hung out, it was in one of the dining halls at AU Classic. And we discovered that we both love theater. And we have not stopped talking about it pretty much ever since. And then we just, you know, spent the next four years frolicking around our nation's capital, (laughs) (laughs) running wild. Running wild, just being little idiots. And then post-college, after a few years, we both found ourselves in New York. So Mm -hmm. here we are. Here we are. And being in New York has provided both of us a plethora of opportunities to experience the magic of the Great White Way. I mean, as much as we both love Broadway... And going to Broadway shows, I think we can both agree that going to Times Square is truly one of the worst things in the world. It is. I, to be honest with you, I don't even go to Manhattan very much. So Times Square is where I find myself probably the most, honestly, (laughs) because I have a reason to go there. And uh, it's just, I mean, it's not fun, but. (laughs) She's a Brooklyn girl and she doesn't, doesn't. Like time, I mean, does anybody like Times Square, honestly? You know what's so funny though is when I was younger and would come into New York, like, you know, mm-hmm. just for the day, we would just spend like all of our time in Midtown Manhattan, oh, yeah. you know? And so for so long, I was like, oh my God, like, I want to live in New York one day. Like, I can't wait. Like, I'm going to live there, whatever. But like, all I had seen is between like, <laughs> Penn Station and like 50th <laughs> Street. <laughs> It's so true. It was like 16 blocks. (laughs) It's so true. And it's like, God, why is the theater district there? It's a real damper. It really is. It's not a fun area, but you know, it's okay. You know what? Yeah. And listen, we all make sacrifices in this world. And (laughs) going to Midtown Manhattan to experience our favorite art form is just a sacrifice we have to make. Oh my God, walking through that Times Square subway station, 42nd Street. Mama, no, no. First of all, you're walking for miles in there. It's gigantic. Mm -hmm. Garbage. Hate it. Yeah, but whatever. It's fine. 
Anywho, transition time. Question for you. Mm-hmm. What got you into theater? What was like your first introduction? Let me think. I feel like I have to take us back. We're entering the mind of Michael. Scary oh. place. Oh boy. We're going on a journey. So I can remember being in first grade and our local high school, Shore Regional, Go Blue Devils, was putting on a production of The Wizard of Oz. And so they had sent flyers home to all of like the young kids in elementary school asking for little kids to audition to be munchkins. I, you know, got the flyer and I was very interested by it. So I like brought it home in my little take-home folder and I like gave it to my mom. And she was like, Michael, no, you can't do this because unfortunately I was too tall. Heightist. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they were very (laughs) heightist. And I mean, like, I'm a tall guy to begin with. Like... Six foot four. So even way back then, I was already, you know, the tallest boy in my class. So unfortunately, did not make the cut to be a munchkin or even audition, frankly. Were you upset? I feel like I was probably a little bummed because I like had had friends who were like, oh, we're going to do this. And like, listen, here's the thing. If you were like an elementary or a middle school kid and you got cast in like the high school show, you were hot shit. Yes, I remember that from my school district too. Like sometimes they Mm -hmm. would need little kids for like, you know, the sound of music or whatever, like a show with younger children. And I was always like, wow, they're like famous. (laughs) You ran the playground if (laughs) (laughs) you were cast. But anyway, so I wasn't a part of that. So it wasn't until fourth grade where I was, you know, finally able to participate in a staged production And every year, the fourth grade class would put on a winter musical show right before the holiday break. And it was always like an original piece of theater. I'm sure, you know, music directors around the country have like a book that just has like various plays that they just pull from that are original. And that was it. But I remember the premise of the show was that we were stuck in our school because of a snowstorm right before the holiday break. So we're all bummed, mm. but trying to figure out how can we make the best of this situation? There were a couple of roles that I really wanted and that I wanted to audition for. So the two narrators were the school janitors, and I wanted to be one of those roles. Didn't get it. Fine. The next role that I wanted was like a little bossy kid who was acting as like a director of the little vignettes that happened throughout the show. Audition for that, wanted it. Didn't get that either. So I'm like, I'm 0 for 2 here. So I ended up getting put in a dance number because I guess they thought Michael had rhythm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then I had like one speaking line at one point. And then I did like an eight bar solo introduction of some song about like Christmas in Mexico. And Mm. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, Mm. I think looking, (laughs) looking back, what was my elementary school doing, talking and singing about Christmas in Mexico? I mean, I don't know. Mm. I'm sure the costumes we had were probably appropriating culture. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's like how my high school did Aida. Like, 
I mean, great show, but my high school should not be the one doing it. <laughs> it no, ma'am. Problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So that was kind of like my first introduction. And I can remember being so nervous, like on opening night. And it was just that night. We opened and closed the same night. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just something about the excitement of like being on stage. Listen, I love to be the center of attention. I am going to, you know, call a spade a spade. I am an Aries king. So I don't know. It just worked for me, I guess. Yeah. So that was fourth grade. And then fifth grade, I went to our middle school. And, you know, every year, of course, in middle school, they did a spring musical junior version. I didn't do it in fifth grade. But I did do it in sixth grade, and the show was Susical, oh. and I was cast as a Wickersham brother. Oh. Yeah. But essentially, if you were not cast as a male lead, and you were too old, aka sixth grader and above, to be a who. And too tall, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's that height problem again. Yeah. <laughs> You were made to be a Wickersham brother. In the original production of Susical, there's three. There were like nine of us. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. So did Susical and then, you know, continued to do the show seventh grade, eighth grade, and then all throughout high school as well. But after senior year of high school, you know, that's kind of where my musical theater stage, whatchamacallit, you know, whatever ended. Because I mean, listen, I don't think I was bad but i definitely wasn't the best and i mean i went to high school with people who you could like see them like being in professional productions like amazing voices amazing actors and like that just wasn't me and so going to college i knew that like i was gonna be auditioning and being part of shows that had people who were going mm -hmm. for their bfas who like were really talented and i was like yeah no I'm good. I'll sit this out. So yeah, I feel like in college is when it starts to get very competitive. And like you yeah. said, it's people who are like going to school for musical mm -hmm. theater, going for acting, etc. So exactly. it's just probably a different experience. For sure. So I channeled my energy and did other things in college. So you yes, know. you did. <laughs> Michael's nickname is Mr. AU because he had every single job on campus. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I worked a lot of jobs that also required me to be like people facing. Yes. Yes. You were like the mayor. The mayor. <laughs> I mean, tour guide, worked the front desk of the residence halls, orientation leader, like truly this face <laughs> welcomed a lot of students yeah should be on posters <laughs> and you know printed materials for au yeah absolutely I, absolutely so so yeah that was kind of my like introduction to participating in theater love so you really went the like traditional theater kid route with performing a yeah. lot you had like some leads in your high school shows i did <laughs> danny zuko yes yes senior year <laughs> i was danny zuko in greece you're like all right twist my arm i'll talk about it <laughs> well i don't know it's like ugh, i don't know i again like i don't ever i never thought i was like horrible but like i wasn't the best so like they would record our shows and give them out as dvds after never seen the grease recording never watched it michael the fact that you have kept that from me 
I, for eight years and not allowed me to experience that is cruel. <laughs> I don't I I don't think I can do it. Like I would have such secondhand embarrassment where I guess or maybe no. it's firsthand. I don't know. Like I can't watch myself back like that. No, I don't want to hear it. We will have a special episode of this podcast. <laughs> It'll be like our 100th episode or something. <laughs> and we will be live streaming our reactions to Michael playing Danny Zuko. It'll yeah. be iconic. It'll be something. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> so I guess, yes, yeah, so you can consider what I did, the typical theater kid route. Did you, Isa, follow kind of a similar path? And your introduction or exposure to theater? Not really. I did a few shows in middle school. I was also in Susicle in seventh grade. I was a who. Then I did theater camp for two years. So that was the summer after seventh grade and the summer after eighth Mm -hmm. grade. So first I was in a production of Grease. I was a Uh, T-bird. Okay. With my my bestie Paige. (laughs) Shout out to Paige, but... We're now two for two on shows that we've both been in. I know. Isn't that How weird? How funny. Yes, I love. So I was in Greece first, and then the summer after eighth grade, I was in Cinderella. Okay. And I was just in the ensemble. I never auditioned for any like lead roles. I really liked I really like theater since mm-hmm. I was little. Like I always loved going to shows and watching shows. And mm-hmm. then I feel like I kind of got involved just for like the social aspect, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really going after like any leads. I did not want to be, you know, performing in that type of way. I was just kind of there for the vibes as they say. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know? is, um, that is so funny to me because like, I mean, theater kids are their own space special breed of human beings and it's so funny to me as somebody (laughs) who loves theater as much as I do that you are very much in this other camp of being like no I am good with the ensemble you know do your thing up there people and whatever but like I'm gonna yeah hang over here yeah exactly and it was really fun honestly like I really loved being in the shows especially when I did the camps like that was you know all summer and I was with a bunch of my friends too so it was Mm. definitely very fun once I got to high school I don't know I just feel like I I really it sounds weird but I did really love going to watch the shows that were put on so I feel like I was just you know, good with that. I was like, I enjoy going and watching. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be the one up there performing. And my high school put on some some good shows. So I had a a, a brief run in middle school. <laughs> and that's kind of where it ended. I think something that you mentioned, I think is just so true, though, this idea of being in a community with, mm-hmm. you know, putting on a show and being a part of a cast. That is just so important especially when you're you know in elementary middle and high school it's so nice to have this group of people because it's almost like your own sports team yeah i'm gonna say it theater's a sport i'm gonna say it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, for sure i mean yeah i think for a lot of people theater is a place where they can express themselves they can be themselves with the Mm -hmm. other people who are around them who are probably very like-minded i think it definitely does provide that for a lot of people I feel like I kind of coasted under the radar in high school. I was not like <laughs> really doing it. I was in like some clubs and stuff, but mm-hmm. wasn't into sports in high school. I don't know. I just kind of 
did my own thing and like worked after school instead of like I love that you know, going and doing theater or doing sports. So I kind of, yeah, I kind of stayed under the radar. <laughs> Would it surprise you to know that I was over-involved in high school? Uh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> of course that doesn't surprise me. I'm sure you were like president of your class or something. Vice president, but yes. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> it's so funny though. I can remember senior year, you know, we were doing Greece, and my good Judy, Laura, and I truly spent hours together because our high school, 10 periods in a day, Laura and I were together from second period on, and then we'd go to play practice together and be at play practice for three or four oh hours. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm surprised she didn't kill me because I probably <laughs> would have killed me. <laughs> but okay, knowing that you've obviously loved theater for a while what was the first broadway show that you saw so the first show that i saw was beauty and the beast when Mm. i was maybe four sometime in preschool so i don't really remember it now i was so young but before i saw it on broadway i was very into the movie loved Mm. Belle. she was my girl loved it as my mother says we love Belle because she loves to read I'm like, okay. (laughs) I think that just seeing it, you know, come to life on stage was probably like mind blowing at the time. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. Yeah. So that was my first introduction. And I think a lot of it was really influenced by my mom. She is very Mm -hmm. into musicals, loves Broadway. So she really influenced me and exposed me to a lot of musical theater. Of course. And we love that. I mean, your mother's an icon. We all we all <laughs> subscribe to, you know, her being. Okay, so Beauty and the Beast was the first, but like, don't really remember it. What is the first Broadway show you remember seeing and being like, whoa? The first show I remember seeing is Annie Get Your Gun, which I saw oh, on my God. fifth birthday. <laughs> I know you hate that show. I do. I have not seen a production of it since. So honestly, who knows if I would like it as an adult. But I saw it on my fifth birthday. And I remember it was such a big deal because Bernadette Peters was in it. And I knew her famously from Cinderella. Yeah, Brandy's version. Exactly. That was very exciting. And also my parents loved Bernadette Peters and were really hyping her up. My mom was like, she's a Broadway legend. She's an icon. (laughs) And my dad's like, she's an Italian queen. (laughs) Yes. So true. Oh my gosh. It's so on par for both your parents. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And it was just a really special day. Like I went into the city with just my parents. My brothers weren't there. So it was like a very exciting only child day. So yeah, it was very special. I love. Yeah. And well, okay, let me tell you why I don't like Annie Get Your Gun. Yes, tell me, tell me. <laughs> I was in a production of it in high school. Mm-hmm. And I played Colonel Buffalo Bill Cody, like the old man narrator, which is like fine. Like it was like a supporting role. Like I was cool with it. However... To make me have, like, that old man look, they gave me, like, a white goatee beard and a white mustache. Oh, my God. And I had to get it liquid latexed onto my face. Oh. Yeah. So liquid latex is the worst. I hate it, especially when it sits right under your nose. 
Ew, it's yeah. just very sensitive. And like, I can, it's so funny. Like, I can remember going to like the makeup table and the women that would help us do our makeup. Like, she was like, I'm sorry. I know you hate this, but and we would count how many more times I had to do it because it just, it was the worst. And as soon as we finished curtain call, I ripped that shit off my face and I was like, we're done. <laughs> So that's why I don't like Annie Get Your Gun, because I had a traumatic experience playing a role in that show. <laughs> that just sounds like that would make me break out in hives. I My mm-hmm. skin would not do well with that. No. Yeah, gross. No, 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 no. I'm too sensey for that. But anyways, I want to ask you the same. What was the first show that you saw? I definitely did not grow up being exposed to a lot of musical theater. Like, both my parents... Not big musical theater people. So I didn't do like the young kid going to see Beauty and the Beast or The Lion King on Broadway. But my grandmother loves the theater and she would always go with her two sisters, you know, usually once a year and they would see, you know, a show on Broadway around the holidays, whatever. I can remember my grandmother went and saw Mamma Mia. Maybe I was like in fifth or sixth grade at this point, And she bought the cast album on CD. And she would always put it on when we were in the car. So if she was like picking me up from school or like whatever. So we weren't in the car for a long time. But I would always listen to like the first three songs, which was like the overture into whatever Sophie sings. I don't remember. Honey, honey. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. At least in the movie. And then Money, 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 which slaps. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and then Mamma Mia. And like, those were the three songs that I would listen to. But then in I was in seventh grade. My grandmother got my immediate family and her tickets to see Mamma Mia on Broadway. So that was my very first Broadway show. We all slept into the city and went and saw Mamma Mia at the Winter Garden. And I don't know, looking back, like, I don't know, how old are you in seventh grade? Like 12, maybe? Yeah, I think 13? So. 13, maybe? Yeah. So, I mean, as a 13-year-old, like, you're kind of understanding some of, like, the content that they're saying. But for my sister, who was three years below me, like, I'm sure it all went whoop, right over her head. Oh, she had no idea what was going on. <laughs> right? I mean, like, if these three men show up, one is possibly a baby daddy. Who knows? She didn't get any of that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But yes, that was my very first Broadway show. I was also very spoiled. We sat front row orchestra. Oh! Like, right behind the conductor. It was like a roll out the red carpet Michael's first Broadway show moment. I think that helped, you know, kind of add to the magic. So Yeah, oh my god, front row. Right? Thanks, Dot. (laughs) (laughs) Did your sister like it too? Do you remember? I don't know if she liked it, but she doesn't like musical theater. Mm. It's it's just me, which I mean we're not surprised. Ever since then, if I got like tickets for Christmas, my grandmother and I would go together. Wow. I, you know, I never saw Mamma Mia on Broadway. I have seen the movie maybe a thousand times, (laughs) not a thousand, but I've seen the movie countless times, but never saw it on Broadway. Well, we'll need to fix that, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe a revival is in our future. It is going on tour. I did see this week that. Oh. There's going to be a national tour, so. Hmm. 
Stay tuned, folks. I think Mamma Mia is one of those shows that will just always be around. It'll always be yes. touring. It'll never really yes. go away. It will never really leave the culture. Yes. And I, I don't want to open this can of worms now, but I think Mamma Mia is a show that uses an artist's existing work and does it well. Because it's I not agree. technically a biopic jukebox musical, but it's still a jukebox and it works. Yeah. Those are the type of jukebox musicals that I like. Yes. I think now there are too many biopic musicals. Mm-hmm. There's like one about mm-hmm. everyone now. But I right. like the like Mamma Mia where it's it's pre-existing songs, but they create a new story around it. Like Jagged Little Pill. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't get on my soapbox because we'll be here until the end of time. So we'll save that <laughs> conversation maybe for a later episode. Who's yes. to say? Oh, we could do a whole jukebox musical extravaganza. I love. There are so many now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there are. But anyways, now that we have covered our first experiences, mm-hmm. should we talk about the most recent thing that we've seen? Yeah, let's do it. Which I think is the same thing. I believe so. Funny girl. Funny, although that's gypsy, but whatever. <laughs> yes. So the last show that Issa and I both saw, did not see it together. Mm. We were two separate dates, but we both saw Funny Girl with Ms. Leah Michelle. Yes. And didn't you go like the day after she stepped into the role or something? I originally was looking at opening night tickets and I would have loved Mm -hmm. to have seen her, her opening night, but they got so, so expensive. So I went to her second performance. I went on the Wednesday matinee. I took my mom for her birthday love because we both love, love, love the movie. And I thought Leah was fantastic. I mean, we're not going to be saying anything new. I feel like everyone has already talked about it, but she Mm -hmm. was just... She's meant for that role. She's been auditioning for like 10 years. She was great. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. You know, I saw it a couple weeks afterwards. And from the moment she started singing, I was like, this gal can do this. And I mean, she, of course, has a troubled past. And I don't want to excuse any of her past behavior because it certainly is problematic. Yeah. But, you know, I think... This was the role that everyone has said she was born to play, and she really knocks it out of the park, I think. Yeah, I agree. And you could just tell the audience absolutely loved seeing her. Like, she was getting standing ovation after standing ovation. Which I think is interesting, because, I mean, like, Leah Michelle is like, I wouldn't call her a big name. So I'm like, are all these audience members Gleeks? I, I feel like probably a lot of people who watched her on Glee went to see it. And also, I feel like her thing is that she loves Barbara Streisand, loves Funny Girl. And on Glee, Rachel Berry was the same way. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like she's very tied into like all things Barbara. You know what I mean? So Yes. So associated. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I was a little bit nervous going into it that... I mean, I knew she was going to sound incredible, but I was a mm-hmm. little bit worried about the acting just because Barbara mm-hmm. is so f- obviously funny, duh, 
in the movie and she's so iconic and she's so lovable and I was not really sure about Leah on that end but I thought she was great all around I so I can't comment on the comparison to Barbara unfortunately because I've never seen the actual movie funny girl I know I know Issa's giving me a look everybody but I agree I was I think very pleasantly surprised with her ability as a comedic actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Beanie probably the better comedic actress out of the two of them. I agree. But I think in my personal opinion, Leah Michelle being able to sing that score and having somewhat decent capabilities as a comedic actress in my mind made her better suited for the role than Beanie felt. Yeah, I agree. She was obviously incredible on Glee, but she's also gotten way mm-hmm. better since Glee, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Back in the day when they went on that Glee tour, apparently Don't Rain On My Parade was part of the show. And she actually mm-hmm. asked to have it taken out, I think maybe like two or three performances in because oh, it was wow. so much vocally. Yeah. So then it was cut from the show. And now she sings it and it it truly sounds so effortless coming out of her. So I think, you know, Mm -hmm. she's, it's been like, what, 10 10 plus years since Glee? So she's also grown up a lot and she, I mean, she was always great, but now she's even better, I think. Yeah. And I think that that's really important too, because I feel like a lot of times as of course, you know, you get old, like your voice changes. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times it doesn't always change in your favor. So I'm so glad that she was able to like breathe new life into this role. And I remember seeing on Twitter, you know, when people were taking clips and her doing Don't Ran On My Parade, people were saying it has almost kind of like a little bit of like a darker, Mm -hmm. not the song itself isn't darker, but like the way she's singing it has like, like her hmm. voice sounds maybe darker isn't the right word, but it's like heavier. I think her voice sounds fuller. I think she sounds more mature. Maybe that's a better yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Like, I think and her I voice think... sounds fuller and more mature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, thought, you know, that was great. Do you have a favorite song from Funny Girl? Do I have a, I mean, it's so easy to say don't rain on my parade. I also mm-hmm. love I'm the Greatest Star. You know what I was hoping they were going to do? I was seeing a lot of rumors online before mm. she started that they were going to add my man back in. And mm-hmm. because my man is only in the movie, it's not in the, the original movie. Broadway show. Yeah. And as much as I love Funny Girl, I think that Act Two is the weaker act. I think it is a little bit boring. And mm-hmm. I think having my man close the show would have been so great. Plus, she sang it on Glee, and it's one of my favorite songs that she's done. So I was hoping for that, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. What are you going to do? I mean, I agree. I think that like Act 2 was definitely a little bit a little bit slower. But I think that that's also... I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think a lot of shows, Act 2s are probably a little bit yeah. slower. Yeah. Act 1, like she's very young and energetic and full of life. Act 2, she's a bit older, mm. like more settled down. You know, obviously some hard things happen in her personal life. You know, so it's just a yeah. different vibe than Act 1. But not that it's bad. It's just... I think they... It would have benefited from having a big closing number like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what is your favorite song? 
I'm a cornet man guy. I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but like, I, so I think the reason I like, cause I associate that song with like other things. Right. So like I was first exposed because again, haven't seen the movie. So I was first, first exposed to cornet man through Seth Rudetsky's obsessed YouTube series where mm-hmm. he did a video with Shoshana Bean and had Shoshana Bean sing a couple bars from Cornette Man. And I mean, that woman, talent beyond this realm of the planet yeah. we live in. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, amazing. And then Audra McDonald has a cover of Cornette Man on an album. I didn't know So that. listen to that. Yes. Oh, Miss Audra, we love... Of course, I've always liked that song. So I am watching it get performed live. It was great. It was the best. So that's my favorite. Love. I have not seen either of those covers, Shoshana or Audra's, but I got to check those out. I love both of them. Oh my gosh. There was a time, speaking of working the front desk at AU, <laughs> you remember the summer where we worked the front desks together? Yes. That's another thing. Michael and I have actually been co-workers not once but twice in our lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. But I remember I picked up a shift from somebody. I picked up the back end of their shift because they had like an internship or whatever in the morning. So they wanted to get a few hours of sleep because it was an overnight. So I picked up like the back end and it was like a three to six, whatever. Oof. I would sit at the front desk and watch Seth Rudetsky obsessed videos. <laughs> That's also how like I got exposed to a lot of Broadway quote-unquote legends he's done it with Shoshana obviously but Mandy Gonzalez Eden Espinosa, my queen <laughs> Stephanie J Block yeah but yeah yeah for sure I remember after every show when I was younger and even now I guess a little bit but especially when I was younger like as soon as you get home you are on YouTube for hours <laughs> yep yeah Absolutely. Comparing all of the different cast members. <laughs> yeah, that's how I discovered my love and appreciation for Eden Espinosa. Mm-hmm. So, podcast listeners, I love Eden with all my heart. She is <laughs> the best. But after I saw Wicked for the first time, I went home to YouTube, started searching videos of songs that I liked came across Eden Espinosa riffing her brains out in No Good Deed. And I was like, we're set. This is it, mama. <laughs> and now you are her biggest fan. That is true. She is the best. Love you, Eads. <laughs> she was my original alphaba. Sorry, Michael. I'm so mad. I know. <laughs> I can't talk about you it. You know, my mom saw both Shoshana and Eden. So she's the real enemy in this situation. that's yeah she truly was blessed she really was you know i don't know if i've told you this but i have a theory that shoshana bean is the coolest person in the broadway community because i swear i see random people on instagram not random like famous people in the public eye but like some people not even associated with theater and they're all friends with her like, I'll f- come across a random post. Shoshana's commenting on it. Like, oh, my God, love you, whatever. Or, like, all this stuff. Like, she is – it seems like she's friends with literally everyone. Uh, she's such a great gal. <laughs> she is. She's so Such cool. a great gal. Yeah, love her. Have you ever seen her in anything on stage? 
I have not. The only time I've seen her live is when we went to see her in concert at the oh, Apollo. Yes, her Christmas. Yes, her Christmas concert. Yeah, which was great. Yes. But I have not seen her in a show. I wish I saw her in Waitress because honestly, I do think she is the mm. best version of She Used to Be Mine. I agree with that. I did see her in Waitress. Yeah. She was amazing. And yes, her version of She Used to Be Mine is legendary. It's so good. Yeah, listen to it on the reg. Oh, yeah. And I would say next up is Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Did you see my shirt? For no. Oh, my God. at home, I'm wearing my Kelly Clarkson Moment of Life tour tee. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice. Oh, we love Kelly. We do. Yeah. I love her version of She Used to Be Mine. It is good. Ugh. Yeah. I would say, when is she coming to Broadway? But the woman has six jobs, so... She is working her little patootie off. She is booked and busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I need I need a new album from her. Let's be honest. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the divorce <laughs> album because move over Adele. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think it's coming out soon, though, right? She's teased that it's, yeah, she says that, you know, she's recorded stuff. So hopefully in 2023, we'll get something. Mm. I also really want to go to a taping of her show, but she tapes in oh, LA. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, back to theater. <laughs> yeah, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the there are a few people, specific people that we will, you know, break the fourth wall for, if you will. Mm-hmm. That didn't make sense, that analogy, but I know what you're saying. You know, step outside of theater and those people are like, you know, Beyonce, Kelly Clarkson, mm-hmm. you know, those mm-hmm. They're, Absolutely. You know, they're worthy. So, yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. Yes. Should we wrap this number up to quote Motormouth Maybell from Hairspray? Oh, love it. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone, I should yes. say, for listening. Yes, yes. It's been lovely. Yes. Hope you liked our convo. As we said, you know, more to come. We'll figure this out as, you know, we go along. But thanks for tuning in. Yes. So excited. See you next time. (laughs) Yes. Until then, I don't know. We need a closing thing. That'll come later. Sit and putter away. Sit and putter away. Alrighty. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.